This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 622. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 622. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I hope you're doing well. I'm so happy to be with you. I love kicking off every week with you. It's a special time for us to be together. And I know some of you aren't listening on Monday. That's okay. But I just want you to know that when I'm recording this, I'm always recording it from this place of a fresh start. And so if it's a Monday for you and it's a fresh start, great. And if it's the middle of a Wednesday and you're having a hard day, let this be your fresh start. So there's my invitation. We're all having a fresh start in this moment whenever you're listening. So I'm really excited to talk about our conversation today because I'm going to tell you, This came from a conversation I had with a coaching client and I felt super triggered by it. And this is a client I love and we had some great conversation around this, but it's so interesting how someone can say something or like a little phrase with the, in the moment you're like, yeah, uh uh-huh, whatever. And then afterwards you're like, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not buying into that. So let me back up. I was in a conversation with a coaching client the other day, and we were hashing out some details around her company branding and mission. So this is one of my members in my group coaching program in Tenacious Mamas. And on one of our group calls, we were talking about how we like use a one sentence method to talk about how we show up and serve people and how we help people. So this amazing mom, she's a coach. She works with other moms who want to learn how to prioritize themselves in order to shift their relationship to self and the way that they parent to overcome things like mom rage and all the other overwhelming emotions that come up with momming on any given day. So she's talking through how she can talk about what she does and how she serves moms in this really concise way. And we're throwing around some different like phrases and lingo and all sorts of things. And as we were talking through different ideas, she mentioned how the moms that she works with want to be better moms. And I was like nodding along. I was like, yeah, of course, like we all want to be better moms, right? Who doesn't want to be a better mom? And so like really innocent conversation here. The next morning, though, I was in the shower and I was like, no, no, (laughs) like I had this like visceral reaction. And I'm telling you, big reactions come in the shower. Like I have a lot of big thoughts in the shower. So I'm like in the shower, I have five minutes before I have to get Vinny out the door to school. And I joke that like my shower routine in the morning is like 3.5 minutes. Because if it was a full four minutes, Vinny would be late for school. Like we have a tight timeline. So I'm in the shower, I'm trying to hurry. And then I'm like, no, we do not need to become better moms. (laughs) And I just like, in my mind started like going on this like tirade of it. Because here's the thing. I get the desire to be our very best for our kids. Like that completely makes sense. Of course, we want to be like the best mom possible. And I also get that we want to always be becoming this better version of ourselves. And I know that so many of you are listening, are committed to growth and evolution and doing it better when it comes to everything from the way that you mother to the way that you show up in the workplace, from the way that you participate in your communities as a good citizen. But if we're always carrying this constant idea of, I need to be a better mom, or I should be a better mom, or I should be working on being a better mom, I feel like we're really likely to be carrying around guilt and shame and probably resentment. Because if we're always reaching for being a better mom, and I keep using air quotes as I say this, what are we saying about where we're at right now? We're saying that we're not good enough, that we're, we could be doing better, that probably other people know what they're doing. There's just this like overwhelming sense of not enoughness, which can definitely lead to shame spirals and can definitely lead to this whole social construct of mom guilt. And if you don't know my feelings on mom guilt, I think it's a whole made up BS phrase from the patriarchy that like mom guilt didn't come from moms feeling guilty since dad guilt is not a thing. Mom guilt came from this place of us being told that we should do it all, that we should have a great career and we should be great moms and we should just do it all. And like in the same 24 hours that everyone else has, who's not a mom, but like do two full-time jobs, if not more, and just be like great at all of it. And so we have the social construct of mom guilt, where we feel guilty because we can't do it all, even though we've been given permission to do it all. And it looks like a lot of other people are able to do it all. And it's all BS, right? And so the same thing around becoming a better mom is this social construct of like, we should always be striving to be better as a parent. And that really takes away from how great we already are doing as a parent. (laughs) And so I want to invite you to think about how do you look at yourself in parenting and in mothering? Because if you're always striving to become better, you might be really discrediting how great you're already doing. 
And that feels dangerous to me because that feels like over time that could really wear on your mental health. And over time that could really wear on your relationship with your child. I know that we're talking, if you're listening in live time, I'm in the middle of supporting my and promoting my colleague Jen Lumenlawn's upcoming masterclass that she's offering on helping moms tame their triggers around parenting. So if we're always trying to be better, we're not acknowledging how hard we are. And we go into these places of shame that are just constantly triggering to us. And that doesn't make us better parents. That actually makes space for us to be more triggered parents. Because when you're carrying a lot of guilt and shame and even resentment, you're going to be way more likely to fly off the handle and feel like you're not enough and feel like you aren't capable or aren't meeting certain people or even society's expectations. And that feels like crap. (laughs) And nobody has time for that. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So I want you to think about How can you smash this idea of becoming a better mom and replace it with thoughts that are more productive and intentional and mindful of really who you want to be? So being a better mom, like what does that mean to you? That probably means some really specific things. And there's probably some really specific things that you could do to create that feeling of maybe for you being a better mom means that you like Spend time with your child doing an activity that they love. Or maybe for you, being a better mom means showing up at your kids' games or sporting activities more often. Or maybe being a better mom means reading books at bedtime, even if you don't totally love them. Or maybe it means having just more patience or having more compassion or be able to sit in a conversation that is wearing on every last godforsaken nerve in your body. (laughs) And those are hard moments, right? So what if being a better mom is really about taking time for yourself every day so you can sit in those really hard conversations or hard moments where you have a toddler melting down or you have a teen just being full of angst and yelling at you? What if being a better mom looks like being thoughtful about how you spend time with family members in terms of a qualitative way versus a quantitative way? There's so many things that we could focus on that could help us have clarity around what it means to quote unquote be a better mom without putting this sense of guilt and shame and resentment around not being enough as we already are. So I want you to think about instead of deciding or determining or constantly negotiating in your head around how you can be a better mom, maybe you could replace those kinds of thoughts with things like, I want to take time for myself each day. And if you were to take time for yourself each day, like how would that impact your parenting? How would that impact your ability to show up for your kids? What if you could replace it with a thought like, I want to spend quality time with each of my children for 10 minutes each day. What would that feel like? Instead of like, oh, just I was a better mom. A better mom would like be there for like three hours straight this evening with my kids. No, like what if you just had 10 quality minutes? What if you could replace the thought of being a better mom with something like, I want to create magic in tiny moments of love and laughter with my family. This is what I really focus on and I've talked about before, but especially since the beginning of the pandemic, instead of trying to be a better mom, because I feel like I've dropped a million balls in this pandemic and I'm like pretty shameless about it. Instead of being carrying shame around that, I'm really focused on when we're in tiny moments where there's laughter and joy and just that like feeling of like, oh, this is just this really good moment staying in that moment and recognizing like this is a really great moment. And so being grateful and appreciative to my child and like making expanding that moment if I can to be like, you know, we're having this moment of laughter and it feels really good and I just love you so much. And this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite part of today. And I say that sometimes to Vinny, like we'll have these really spontaneous moments of magic where things like we're laughing at something, often making fun of the dog for some reason. And all of a sudden I'll just be like, oh, Vinny, this was my favorite moment today. And just being in that moment. So what if that could be what I replace this desire to be a better mom with is that ability and practice of creating those tiny moments and staying in them. What if I could replace the idea of being a better mom with 
a practice of taking deep breaths before I lose my patience when I'm feeling overwhelmed. I will tell you right now, my child is very into anime, like anime everything all the time, and he loves anime music. And when he turns anime music on Alexa, I have like, depending on the day, a real specific threshold. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, I can do three songs. (laughs) And then other times I'm like, no, I can do one because it's loud and it's fast. And, and it's in Japanese, which I think is cool in many ways, except for I have no clue what they're saying. So it's hard for me to appreciate like a message because other music he listens to, if it annoys me, I'm like, well, but it's like a good message. Like I can tell, but I don't even know what they're saying. So <laughs> I struggle with like, okay, this just feels loud and overstimulating. So I sometimes practice like, okay, we're going to take a deep breath and we're going to say like, okay, Vinny, like you get three songs and then mama gets three songs on Alexa. (laughs) So before just saying like, oh, I'm not listening to this again. What if being a better mom could be things like taking more baths just to have that space or that intentional time for you to relax so that you are rejuvenated when you get to hard moments? What if being a better mom could be replaced with I want to take more vacations and scheduling more intentional family time that's away from the household, away from daily life. What if being a better mom would be, could be, I want to create a list of hobbies for our family, things that we love to do together. I've heard Brene Brown talk about this and she's like, we tried to do this with our family and we took like all these conventional like family hobbies and we're like, these suck. She's like, we don't ever want to do family game night again. We don't like family game night, but we love family hikes or we love family time at the lake. So really looking at like, what does it mean for your family to have hobbies and what are those hobbies? Because that's going to look really different from one family to the next. I know some families like love family video game time. Me, not so much. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn how to play Zelda. Thank you. And so, nor do I want to learn how to play Super Smash Bros. <laughs> so for us, I'm like, how about our favorite family hobby, like is skiing so, or Vinny and I like doing puzzles. So there's other things that we can do that we can agree upon. What if being a better mom looked like spending a weekend away from your family completely twice a year? To have that time to know that when you get away, you come back and you're in a better place to be more loving and patient and thoughtful and kind to everyone around you. What if being a better mom looked like I want to have more quality time with my partner once a week? So knowing that like you get this grown up time where you have time to be in the company of an adult and really be focused on that so that you get rejuvenating and you get that cup filled so that when you are in those places with your child, then you aren't just only craving adult time. And I know if you have really little kids, there's times and seasons where you're like, I haven't like had an actual conversation within a grown up in months. Sometimes it feels like when you're like in that like zero to three phase and you're having these like just constant negotiations that are just endlessly trying on your nerves. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
What if being a better mom looked like I want to reschedule or I want to rework my schedule so that I can show up for my kids' games or my kids' sports stuff or my kids' hobbies? So really look at what does it mean for you? What are you actually looking for? What's the underlying desire around being a better mom? Because if we're just carrying around this notion around like, I want to be a better mom, it so discredits the ways that you are already a better mom, the way that you, ways that you are already an amazing mom. So instead of upholding this nagging, if not demoralizing ideal of becoming a better mom, We could become a different version of ourselves that improves our relationship with mothering, that naturally leads to more joy and contentment in our relationships with our children, right? So you don't need to become a better mom. You're already an incredible mom, but perhaps you need to identify the ways that you can manage your time and your energy a little bit differently in order to feel really great about your relationships with your kids. Women don't need to become better moms. The reality is that we need to build support systems for moms. The world needs to build support systems for moms. This is not a mom's job. Like we're tired enough. The world, especially in the US, so the US needs to build better support systems for moms. The workplaces that we give our time to and our best energy usually need to acknowledge the demand on moms and then completely restructure pretty much everything. Our society needs to reckon the fact that When they told moms they could do it all and have it all, they decided that moms needed to single-handedly do it all alone. So this is not about you trying to be a better mom. This is about such a bigger social construct. So I want you to really give yourself permission to call out your own mental gymnastics and your own guilt around how you show up as a mom and decide to change the conversation in your head. You are already a damn good mom. So instead of trying to be a better mom, how can you build a life that creates space for joy every single day? How can you reject societal norms around what mothering should, quote unquote, should look like? How can you allow space for you to hold tender moments with yourself? So in those moments alone, or tender moments with the people that you love the most on a regular basis? How can you do that in a way so that you're really creating space to be present when you're being present? I want you to think about how you're creating joy for yourself every day, because if you are not creating joy on a regular basis, you're going to have a really hard time showing up with a lot of joy, empathy, compassion in your relationships, and especially in trying moments. And then I want to encourage you to quit doing the stuff that doesn't fill your soul, even if society tells you you should do it. There's probably a whole bunch of shoulds that you're doing in your life in terms of how you spend time and energy that are taking away from your ability to Do the things that actually light up your relationships with your family and your kids. So I can tell you, like from my own personal experience, I used to spend a lot of time working on the weekend and not even like begrudgingly working, but just like, oh, like Vinny's doing some Lego stuff and I'm just going to like pull out my laptop, which was fine, but it didn't give me any true downtime. And since we've been skiing and this year we have a cabin and we've been going up to the cabin, I have a lot more time on the weekends where I really shut off. And the restoration that that gives me is incredible. So the restoration it gives me to be really focused during the week and get my stuff done so that I can be not have to touch anything over the weekend 
and the dedicated time to be like, when I'm on the slopes, like I cannot be writing emails or I cannot be like working on content for my program or working on coaching, you know, what I'm in, how I'm my coaching curriculum for the next couple of weeks inside of our membership. Like I can't be doing any of that when I'm skiing, right? Sometimes I might have like a fleeting idea, like, oh, I should talk about this thing, but I'm not like sitting down and like building out a PowerPoint on, on like, a, or a presentation on, you know, specific content curriculum. So how can you quit doing that stuff that doesn't fill your soul, even if society tells you that you should do it so that you have that space to do other stuff? And then how can you decide what the one thing is that you love to do with your child and then do that one thing? We spend so much time beating ourselves up over these really hard moments, but we don't focus sometimes enough on like, where can I fit in the quality time for just a few moments so that when we're in the hard moments, my child already knows that I am here for them and that I love them and that I love spending quality time with them. And it creates a bit of a cushion for harder moments where everyone might lose their cool or we might have to step back and be like, oh, I handled that really horribly. If that can be balanced with like, I did a puzzle with my kid for 10 minutes or I walked with them. I'll do this a lot. We, Vinny and I will walk to and from school and I'll be like, on the way home from school, we stopped at the store and we grabbed a cookie or a donut or whatever the thing is. So just like that one little moment of like extra tenderness or extra time and attention that can counterbalance those harder moments where you can find yourself in those little moments, having that bit of love, laughter that you can extend. And that's the thing they get to carry for that day. So I want to invite you to rewrite the script about your desire to become a better mom and instead really look at acknowledging that you're already an amazing mom and let's change that conversation. Let's completely change that conversation. And instead of working on becoming a better mom, look at how are you going to hold space and energy for the ways that you really want to show up and the ways that you really want to spend your time that's going to create the relationships that you really want to be living. So I hope this was helpful. It's definitely a bit of a soapbox moment. If this resonated with you or you think other moms might need to hear this message today, please take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I love resharing whenever you share episodes. And thank you for being here. You are an amazing mom. You are such a great mom. So on Wednesday's episode, I'm going to be on with my colleague, Jen Lumenlon, and we are going to be talking about how to tame your triggers in parenting and you're going to hear me talk about moments when I don't feel like I'm a great mom. <laughs> and it's a great conversation. So please tune in for that. I'm going to be talking about how I'm triggered in parenting. And she's going to be coaching me on the spot, which I will tell you is like super vulnerable, but I think also really important. And I want you to be a part of that conversation because I think it's important that we open up about these pieces of parenting, these pieces of mothering that are really hard, where we feel like we're getting it wrong all the time. And we have all this societal messaging around how we're like, we should just be a better mom and you should just like grin and bear it and you should don't just ignore the mom guilt and like all these messages that we have where we feel like we have to power through and not acknowledge how we're feeling can be so stunting for our relationships. So definitely listen in on Wednesday with Jen Lumenlon and I, and then also listen to the other moments in this podcast where I invite you to join me in the upcoming workshop and masterclass with Jen Lumenlon because all that stuff is like 
incredible. And I want you to participate. I'm going to be participating. I want you to join me. So depending on when you're listening, if you're listening in live time, if you're listening in February, there'll be opportunities for you to join in on all that. And I want you to take advantage because we can work on taming our parenting triggers together. We can show up doing this work vulnerably and we can acknowledge that we are already amazing moms and that we can still do a few things to feel better about how we interact with our children and make the desire to be around having healing moments and being present versus beating ourselves up over, I quote unquote, should be a better mom. So thanks for being here. I will be back on Wednesday and I can't wait to see you then. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.